0: Is a Bramble Jam Podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Christmas movies that came out after 1992. I'm Alonzo, and I will go where I'm sent. And this... <laughs> is the Deck the Hallmark Podcast! week number four of 25 here on the 25 weeks of Christmas, taking a journey with my friend, Alonzo Alonzo. I've enjoyed it. I mean, I think you've enjoyed two out of the three weeks. Uh, so
1: <laughs> You know what? I get to see you once a week. So even if I have to like crawl through the glass of something like jingle all the way, it's still worth it.
0: I, I, so you sent me to tell everybody, you sent me a list of Christmas movies, uh, after 1992 that you yeah. have either uh, never seen or that you don't like and but you didn't say on that list which, which. which is which <laughs> like i don't know if the movie that i picked today is one that you've seen or
1: not uh yeah i guess you'll i will find out you know when you tell me what this week's is pr- thinking about it it's probably better that i didn't get specific because i suspect you would maybe enjoy too much focusing on movies that you knew i didn't like so well i don't I have I don't a 50 50 that. chance maybe you know i don't know about that <laughs> I,
0: that seems, seems wrong.
1: i'm i'm teasing you would you would never
0: um alonzo we are uh we're i think we're in the last week of january or did we already i don't know what where where we are when we're recording but uh how are you feeling are you are you getting are you out of the christmas uh blues have you been able to dwell on it because you've been too busy like how are you uh you know it's a, a combo of things like uh, january's always weird because on the one
1: hand like i hate that the holidays are over but on the other hand i i'm i'm uh, even though like I've got all these Christmas movies that I didn't get to that are still in my DVR, I'm like, eh, maybe not right this second. And as it turns out, I've been, you know, Sundance is happening this month and I've had to, I've been editing a lot of reviews for that from, from my writers and writing some myself and a couple other projects that I've got going on. So I really haven't had time to, to, to focus on it that much, but you know, January's just always a bummer and, and there it is. How's yours been?
0: You know, I'm li- I'm living. I would say if uh if the winter movies had been better so far, <laughs> I feel like I would be better. But Got that's them. where we are. I feel like it's been a pretty... after such a uh I felt like a uh a step forward with Hallmark oh, for sure. when, when, in regards to Christmas. It feels like we're just very much back <laughs> in, with the same old, same old. And that's unfortunate. I mean, we got the veil thing. I guess that's different, but if not, it wasn't good. So
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the rest of the year gets whatever memo the better Christmas movies this year got. Because it would be nice to see that level of level of improvement throughout the year and not just, you know, during the holiday season.
0: Do you have something that you're watching right now? That's just for pleasure. Like around the holiday season, you're having to watch your movies for, for work, but then you're, you know, watching Hallmark. Is there something you are turning to? Uh,
1: yeah, I've actually, I've really been enjoying yellow jackets, uh, which I, I know it's season one is done. Uh, as we're recording this, we're still about two thirds of the way through, so don't tell me anything, but that's been really good. Uh, and just like that has been interesting to watch. Sometimes I think it's great, and sometimes I think it's terrible, but, you know, it's going for something, so so that's been kind of cool. And then, um, you know, just uh, sort of uh, trying to check out different sort of, you know, streaming things or whatever. Now, you turned 30 this month. Was that, uh, for some folks, that's traumatic, uh, but I I... <laughs> But I didn't think it was too bad. Uh, how has it been for you?
0: No, it feels fine. I feel. I do feel like uh, you know when you when you turn thirty, it feel you. I, I feel like the number is more adult. Like in my twenties, I still <laughs> I still I know I have kids, but I still felt like you know. It, sure uh, no, whatever but i feel like now i need like a good budget to stick to i don't know so i don't know <laughs> you know you have I've kids and to... a
1: mortgage you're living the dream like you're, yeah, you're doing right? thirty. right
0: <laughs> i mean i've thought about i mean i told this on the uh uh uh, uh technically romance podcast I've, I've thought about dying my hair but i don't <laughs> i've also thought about that for a few years so it's not like a you know quarter life crisis uh you you've got you've got great hair i wouldn't mess with it All right, but what if I? What if it was like? What if it was like a you know a a gray or something? Like I'm just ready to speed up that process. (laughs) You'll you'll get there. I know. I know. You trust me. Take it from somebody who knows. Yeah. (laughs) Um. All right, buddy. Are you ready? Lay it on me, sir. So I love Tim Allen Christmas movies. Okay. I I think the Santa Clauses are a delight. But the one that I'm going with today is Christmas with the Cranks. Okay, how you've seen it, I guess.
1: I have, I have. Um, the one nice thing I can say about this movie is that a friend of mine is in it and gets a very nice check every year because it airs a lot <laughs> on cable.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to hear more about that. Now, can you tell? you? I guess you've only only saw it once. Did you have to review it? Um, I did not have to review it.
1: And I'm trying to remember, did I see it in the theater or did I just catch up with it on? I might have actually seen it in the theater when it came out. Maybe Dave had to review it because I remember we actually for years had a crappy little promo Christmas with the Cranks Christmas stocking that we would use (laughs) if, like, you know, the first stocking filled up. Um, Yeah. That's funny.
0: Oof. Oof. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get more into it. we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's better this time for you. Maybe it's sure. Yeah. I. I. My goal (laughs) is one of these movies for you to be like, you know what? I've been wrong all this time. You want to win me over? All right. I want to win you you over. Um. But this is a good time to talk about the the big Christmas uh, uh, news related to Tim Allen. That they're doing a Santa Claus series. on disney plus this holiday season i don't actually know your thoughts on the santa claus franchise i imagine you're like most people where you enjoy number one and then the rest you could take or leave Uh, i think even two is okay Okay, great. Uh, I think
1: three I, I, is really where it all starts kind of falling apart. As much as I love Martin Short, don't get me wrong, but yeah, that one I think is where you can the the seams start showing. I don't know what exactly a series would look like, but I guess we're going to find out. It's I wish it weren't from The Last Man Standing people, but you know uh, we'll see what they what they come up with to do with this character. Uh, I, our 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 friend Bibbs uh, suggested that maybe. It would be about the person who accidentally kills Scott Calvert and uh, what happens when he becomes the new Santa. But, you know, I I don't think they're going to go there.
0: Have you read the description at all?
1: Oh, not really. No, no. So basically
0: it's uh, he's 65 Mm -hmm. and he's starting to be sore, you know, getting old, having a hard time going down chimneys and whatnot. So he's trying to scout out his replacement, essentially. Oh, ah, okay.
1: So he can just hand the code over. He doesn't have to actually be...
0: I, I don't know. Die in service
1: <laughs> the way the previous Santa had. I don't know.
0: I was under the impression that, that, you know, once you're Santa, you are. Like, I didn't think that time and space and age applied to you, but... Well, you know the the
1: the, they, the this is a series that lives on changing the rules and finding yeah, more true. and more minuscule type on that card. So you know, yeah, I, I guess they've left that door open for all kinds of things. So and
0: I just always thought it was going to be Charlie. Charlie was uh, loves uh, his dad. His dad Santa in Santa Claus Two. He's all disgruntled. You know, <laughs> my, like my life, I get this great secret. I always thought it was just it's Charlie could be Santa. So, but I'll say this: I think we can all agree Santa Claus Three wasn't good because there was no Bernard the elf. So as long as we can bring back Bernard, I that think all be, will be right in the world. That would be wise and
1: definitely a a course correction for the franchise. I hope they realize that that's their big missing ingredient.
0: And Bernard from the first one, the second, you guys changed what Bernard was all about in the second <laughs> one. I think Bernard Bernard Santa Claus 1 Top shelf stuff right there. It's top shelf stuff. Um, All right. We're going to take a break. You're going to watch Christmas with the Cranks. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about it here on Deck the Homework. Oh, we're back. uh, And we're talking Christmas with the Cranks. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, I don't need it yet from you. I don't need it yet from you. Uh, it's just, it's just not. So, you, you're just the way that you're looking at me. I don't even like that a lot. So. <laughs>
1: All right, tell us your story on this one, Brand. Did you see it in the theater when it came out? Oh, I did you were not. See Twelve it the at this
0: point. <laughs> I just googled it, and it has a five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> no i didn't see this in the theaters uh what year what year did this come out 2004 2004, yeah yeah so uh i was in middle school at the time and i know that i saw it at least relatively uh, soon after Mm -hmm. uh but I, i at that point in my life uh, I was a bit just the fact that Tim Allen was doing another Christmas movie like made me happy because he's Santa Claus, but he's doing a different Christmas movie. So, right. I was excited by, by that. And I don't know. I I I just find it funny. Oh, uh, really quick, let me do a quick synopsis for people right. that maybe uh didn't get a chance. Uh, just a real question: Had you read, or have you
1: since read the John Grisham book that it's based on?
0: No, 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 no. Just wondering. Have you? Have you? No. No, why? why? I mean, who would? Uh, In case you didn't see it, quick synopsis for you. Uh, This movie is all about Luther and his wife, Nora.
1: Wait, we're not going to get the sound bed for this?
0: No, no, no. I didn't do it for you. I know, but I was
1: thinking that we should start.
0: Oh, sorry. It's.
1: I'm also. Yeah,
0: you you do it. You do it while I do it. Uh, Luther and Nora find themselves as empty nesters for the first time after their daughter is going to the Peace Corps. And Luther has a bright idea. What if we skip Christmas? Nora, a little hesitant, finally comes along with the idea. And so they start to skip things like we're not going to buy a Christmas tree from the, the Boy Scouts and we're not going to put up Frosty and unfortunately for them they live in a neighborhood that is very committed to Christmas so everybody turns against them they get a call one day after uh, uh, Luther finally gets North to agree to go on a cruise and it's from the daughter and she's like I'm coming home and I'm bringing a boyfriend and I'm coming home tomorrow are you having your Christmas Eve party and so they are forced to in a very quick amount of time plan a whole Christmas party convince. The neighbors to help them out despite being jerks all Christmas season. Of course, they're able to do it all. And uh, the daughter is none the wiser. And Luther, by the end of it, is, is okay and is happy to be spending Christmas with his family. And that, my friend was Christmas with the cranks. That's exhausting. It was, boy, I, I, I appreciate your commitment to that, but it was uh harder than I thought it was going to be. Like, you doing it like was throwing me up. <laughs> it was making me laugh. Uh that's Christmas with the Cranks. Uh Alonzo, had yeah, had you you seen it before, I guess? I,
1: I did. I saw it when it came out. I think Are maybe, you
0: one of the five percent? Uh that gave it a positive not review. I'm
1: one of the five percent. Neither is Dave, who I think did review it when it first opened. Uh I was not active Did he there. did he
0: join you for this uh rewatch?
1: Uh, he did not. Uh, and will (laughs) never, ever watch this again. Um, but, uh, no, I, I remember I saw it at the time. It was just like, you know, uh, and, um, yeah, time has only made it worse Uh, watching it again this week. I was like, Oh my God, this movie is even like, I, there's more about it that bothers me than before.
0: All right. Well, let me quickly say why I like this movie and then you can tell me why I'm wrong and make me feel bad about my life choices. Um, First of all, I I just I I I find the whole thing I know it's probably not funny. I find it funny that he happens like the one guy it's not a big deal if you don't want to do Christmas, but it just so happens that he lives in this neighborhood that is the worst neighborhood like the uh, as much as i love christmas this neighborhood would drive me nuts because of the type of neighbors that are like meddling in everybody's business which drives me nuts like just get out of here um but there's I, some I real know. homeowner association energy going yeah on. no no doubt no doubt the frosty thing like back when i grew up i lived in a neighborhood with an hoa and they made everybody do luminaries on christmas eve mm. whether you wanted to or not like you could either do it and come and get, or we'll put them out for you. But we're doing this. And so it looked really nice. But this is the type of thing with that, with the frosty bit. And I, I, find, I, I find this movie to be funny. And I don't care, Alonzo, if, uh, if you don't like it and I'm going to get made fun of. I don't care if I'm in the 5% of people that <laughs> like this movie and would give it a positive rating. I watch it every year. It gives me kicks and giggles. I find it very funny when Enrique shows up at the airport and they just say, they uh they have a what's it say uh oh,
1: the, the sign that's an yeah. initial R I, or something
0: yeah <laughs> uh, i don't i just i there's little things in this movie that make me laugh and um uh, i don't know it just it, I, I i like it and i'm i'm sorry for it and alonzo i'll hand it over to you because i'm sure you have a tight a tight 10 uh routine on this one
1: <laughs> okay i'll start with the good stuff which is that right. this movie does have a really good bench of character actors. And uh-huh. that's the thing I appreciate we talked about it with the older movies, you know, remember the night and, and, and shop around the corner, both have a lot of those. So here you have like, you know, MM at Walsh and, you know, Dan Aykroyd and Kevin Chamberlain and, um, you know, Verne Watson and like all these people who pop up for a scene or two, you know, a Cheech Marin, you know, and, and, you know, I, I do like an ensemble comedy where like you, you make the most out of your moment and then you're off, you know? Um, so that's always fun. I, I love it when these people get work. However, <laughs> that's the only positive. That's all I got. <laughs> they got so, good character acting. Okay. The fake snow is all right too. Yeah. yeah um. Okay. This movie hinges entirely on a completely false and artificial dichotomy, which is that you are either not doing Christmas at all to the point of being uncharitable and obnoxious and cruel about it, or you are super all in and putting up all the decorations and spending the $6,000 on all the things that you have to do to make Christmas happen. And the movie barely, if at all, acknowledges that there might be some middle ground that maybe, yes, they could go on a cruise because their daughter isn't going to be home for Christmas and they don't want to deal with having the empty house for the first time. And that's not a bad thing. And it's not an idea that makes you a bad person. You could do the cruise. She does force him to to, to continue the charitable stuff to like the children's hospital and the church. But like he could buy the stupid calendar. He could put up the frosty like he could throw them a minor bone and then go about his business.
0: But I I will give you that. I will (laughs) give you that the hard stance. The movie only
1: works. If Tim Allen goes whole hog Grinch, like poo on everything. And that's what makes everybody mad at him. And then of course that, and uh, okay, I'll, I'll give this movie this as well. It does figure out a way to, undo everything it's been saying for the entire movie to present this notion of like a community coming together to make a christmas miracle happen because that's essentially what happens at the end they like overnight or like in a matter of hours manage to like make the the house decorated and the party happening and all this stuff so that when the daughter comes home she has no idea what's happened and they have a
0: magical santa give them
1: and they have a a magical santa play oh austin pendleton actually yes
0: speaking
1: of character actors But again, the idea that the daughter would be so horrified that they weren't going to do Christmas or they were going to go on a cruise is presented as this fact where it's like, no, she's a grown up. She would understand. Also, she said she was going to be gone for a year. This calling them on Christmas Eve and landing on them and everything's just supposed to be there waiting for her. Like, that's nonsense. And if it hadn't worked out. I would assume she would be enough of an adult to understand that. But this movie operates on this very sort of childlike good, bad
0: dichotomy. Can I, I'll just, I'm going to push back just a little bit. I'm going to push back just a little bit. So my mom, there's something about Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie that reminds me of the way that my mom operates. Mm -hmm. She's she's a stay-at-home mom her entire life. Her kids are everything. I can 100% see me calling my mom Last minute, Christmas, the day before Christmas Eve, me like, mom, I'm coming home for Christmas. And she would, she would do everything that she can to, to, to make it to where I would have no idea that they were doing anything. There's, I can see that happening with my mom. She reminds me so much of that character. So there's something like when your world is completely uh, all about your children in that way, mm-hmm. I, I, I I do think it's a stretch. I do think you could, like, I would have just been like, no, we're going on a cruise. We already paid for it. Like, if you want, like, you know, come house back to the yours. house, the house is yours, do whatever you want with it. But <laughs> I, I can see it. I'll, I'll just say that I can see it. Fair, fair enough. And I mean, you,
1: they, they definitely have portrayed Nora as being, you know, very into the whole Christmas stuff. But again, I think to the point where she, ke- you know, by the end of the movie, she's referring to the whole cruise is like, oh, your selfish, childish idea. I'm like, No, he wanted to take you on a Caribbean cruise. Like, why are you now throwing it in his face when you were all on board for that idea, you know, not that long ago? Let's talk about Jamie Lee Curtis for a second. She is a beautiful woman that this movie goes out of its way to frump up at every possible turn. Unflattering hair, that awful Christmas vest she insists on wearing, that whole scene in the tanning salon where they somehow manage to like you know, like just find the angles where, like, this woman with a great body suddenly looks like a sack of potatoes. Like they go out of their way to make her look bad, and you know they she's manage. Gorgeous.
0: They manage she's- to body shame her while also, uh, like, uh, like the 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 scene where the the priest comes in and he's like yeah. staring at her like at the right. like at the yeah, same they're, time they're
1: ogling her and body shaming her at the same That's time it it's yeah. like well done. We how'd you manage that movie <laughs> but no like you you have seen this woman over the years you know that she is absolutely gorgeous and this movie is just like going out of its way to like and, and not just to like make her look bad but to make that part of the joke and it's just like you, you are doing jamie lee curtis dirty movie i'm sorry um So, yeah, I just I just find the the, its inherent premise makes no sense. And so every so then all the jokes that are built upon that premise are also ridiculous, you know, and uh, and and Tim Allen his, a little bit of his harumph goes a long way. And all he does in this movie is harumph. I mean, like Santa, the Santa Claus, the whole point of that is that he goes from being the harumphy guy to being like the actual literal spirit of Christmas and has to figure out how to balance those those two things and how to let that inside of him. By the time it happens in this movie, by the time he has his like Grinch reform moment, I didn't buy it. I didn't care about it. And it felt forced and contrived and he was mainly doing it just so jamie lee curtis wouldn't be mad at him anymore um so yeah I just I just find it really good drive. This is Chris Columbus who I think is not a particularly good director and doesn't have uh, his his idea of comic timing is let's spray down the front sidewalk so that everybody falls down dramatically again that's what this and that's one of the things this movie shares with Jingle all the way. There's a lot of big falling in this movie, which I can understand if you're twelve is hilarious but yeah I, I just think this movie is inane. <laughs>
0: i i hear your points i understand <laughs> i understand your points and i uh concede to some of them and at the same time again no look i i've
1: said it before there is there's there's no nostalgia like good stalgia if, if if this is a movie that 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 delighted you when you were young you will likely make it an annual tradition and keep watching it and that's the reason why christmas movies get made in the hopes of like getting their hooks in when you're little and like the you carry it with you for your entire life but i uh, i mean when i when this movie first came out i was pushing 40 already and uh <laughs> and so yeah i just i didn't like it then i really don't like it now um although my friend kevin chamberlain is in it and he tells me he gets a very nice check at the beginning of the year from what all the is he in it the he's the scoutmaster, the tree salesman guy oh nice yeah about that three time three time tony award nominee kevin Chamberlain playing the 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 the, the tree salesman in this movie um So, yeah, I I just, uh, it doesn't work for me, and I I don't like it, and I'm starting to worry that this whole 25 Weeks of Christmas thing is going to be me introducing you to, like, these great movies (laughs) that you love, and you're going to take to your heart and add to your, like, repertoire, and then on alternate weeks, you torturing me with movies that I don't like, and now I watch them again, and I don't like them even more.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, probably, but... (laughs) hey hey it's not my fault like if there's a if there's a cla- like you've seen most christmas movies yes after 92 especially if it's like a minted modern day classic and so i don't know what you want from me i to, <laughs> I, I i this is what i'll give you next I week Look,
1: I, I agreed i signed on I, I just gotta i'm gonna i'm gonna
0: gr- grin and bear it <laughs> next next week i'm gonna uh I knew that you would have a hard time with drink all the way and was Christmas with Christmas the cranks. Next week, when I get my chance again, mm-hmm. I'm gonna re- look at the list and I'm gonna I'm gonna find one that I really think I can make a case for because I okay. can't make a case for these movies. These okay. are guilt. These are purely guilty pleasure sure. Christmas movies for me. And, uh, so next, uh, next week's the chance next week's the time. And here's the thing. Obviously you weren't alone. Christmas with the cranks has become a
1: staple. It pops up on cable a lot every December, Like, you know, there are new Christmas movies that are so bad that no one cherishes them and you never see them again. And they they disappear like a rock. Good luck, you know, finding a cable channel, even in December, that's going to air that terrible Nutcracker movie with with Dakota Fanning and, you know, uh, Nathan Lane as Albert Einstein. It's awful and no one loves it. And so you have to really track that one down. This one, obviously... People tune in for it. And so, you know, I, I even even, if with a, even with a 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, like I, I will say this also about film critics and Christmas movies. In my research over the years, I have discovered that most of the movies that we now think of as beloved holiday classics were often like trashed by critics at the time. White Christmas, scathing White Christmas reviews. Wow. But, the, but the things that they picked apart for were like sentimentality and, you know, the, the things that basically are the the reason that we tune in, the things that we love it for, critics were like, ugh, this is, this, this movie's all, you know, it, it, it's a big bucket of goo, but, you know, that's we watch Christmas movies often for that goo. And so, uh you know, the, 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 the 5% of Rotten Tomatoes in and of itself is not damning for this film because very often Christmas movies aren't appreciated when they first come out. And like I said, somebody out there is watching this movie every year or it wouldn't pop up so much.
0: 7.9 user rating on Metacritic. So- well,
1: there you here little thing about user user ratings on 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 websites. Like, okay, you go to Metacritic for the critics' ratings. They're very picky about like what publications they run scores from and who their critics are, and yada yeah, mm-hmm. da. da. Anybody can go fill out the user critic thing and you don't even have to have seen the movie to fill out the user critic thing. Like right now there's a documentary called who we are. That's kind of a, a look at American racism and all of these like, you know, mouth breathing white supremacist types have been going to like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDB and giving it bad scores sight unseen because they object to what the movie is about. So often with rate. And also even for people, when people like a movie, the user rating, you know, reflects the number of people who made the effort to go to the website and vote for it as opposed to like everybody, you know? So I get it. Critical consensus is already kind of wobbly,
0: but user ratings are even, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's go to the Christmas cheer section, the part of the show oh. we talk about, uh, where we would put this on a sliding scale of Christmas cheer Alonzo, I know you didn't like the movie, but is there enough Christmas to go around for you?
1: Um, you know, I would say on a on a Hallmark level of just visual presentational Christmas this movie scores pretty high. You know, there it is set in the Chicago suburbs, so there's snow and there's a lot of, you know, the, the the there's a plot point that this is a neighborhood that really goes hard on decorating. And and you know, everybody puts up a giant snowman, everybody hangs lights, it's a thing. So on that level, yes. Spiritually, however, I think this movie is you know, uh, let's not forget, in a Charlie Brown Christmas, one of the symptoms of like the societal rot that, is, that has Charlie Brown so depressed at Christmas time is the fact that there is a Christmas lights contest in his neighborhood that right. Snoopy is entering. Whereas mm-hmm. in this movie, we're all supposed to be mad at Luther because he made the street come in sixth in the lights contest because he didn't put Frosty up. So I, th- that's the other thing about this movie I didn't really get into it before. When they talk about, oh, you're not doing Christmas right, they're not talking about the spiritual part of christmas the joyous part of christmas the communal part of christmas they're literally talking about the presentational like it, it's literally like you didn't hang lights you didn't give these people money and, and i don't know it, it it feels to me like yes at the end it is all about the community coming together but but it rings a little hollow in light of what the rest of the movie has been about so anyway
0: to answer your question i'll say a five uh, bah humbug. uh, <laughs> higher for me. I, yeah, the Christmas decorations obviously, uh, it just works for me. I want, I aside from the people, I want to live in that neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, the uh, I, I agree that, uh, that Tim Allen's character could have come around, you know, 10 15 minutes a little bit earlier in the movie, and it would have gone a long way. Uh, but he doesn't. But the, the town coming together, the whole montage scene of the them getting the house ready makes me happy. And so I'll go a little bit higher. I'll, I'll go with a seven. A seven. Okay. A seven. Um, all right. Let's talk about something that people can watch Maybe they didn't like Christmas with the Craig Solonzo. Maybe <laughs> they didn't like it. They want to get that bad taste out of the mouth, but they, they like the idea of it. Sure. But, but maybe not the movie as much. Is there something uh, that you can point them towards that uh, might, uh, might work for them? Absolutely. This is
1: a movie that was a theatrical release for a, a very uh, brief moment in 2013 and is one of the few movies that has gone from being a theatrical release to now being a Hallmark staple. And it, it's one that pops up every year. It was like Hallmark Drama was showing it. I think last year they aired it on Movies and Mysteries. It's a film called Angels Sing. Um, and it is from a, uh, the 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 uh, director is Tim McCandless, who was one of the guys who wrote The Iron Giant. He did a, a lovely little indie in the 90s called uh, Dancer Texas Pop 81. And um, this is a movie about a guy who, does not celebrate Christmas, does not like Christmas. You come to find out there's a sort of a childhood trauma backstory for it. He and his family are moving. They get an incredible deal on a house. Um, And and the only thing they have to agree to, apart from, you know, what they're paying for it is that they have to sort of, you know, maintain the streets traditions. Well, after they move in, they find out that it's one of those streets. That it's one of those streets where everybody decorates like mad and puts up a gajillion lights. And this guy's very resistant, very resistant, very resistant until his own son kind of like brings him around in a way that I won't give away now. Uh, it stars Harry Connick Jr. and Connie Britton uh, and Fanula Flanagan. And it has an amazing array of former and current like country music types. So Chris Christopherson is in this movie. Lyle Lovett. In a Christmas Sweater is in this movie. Sarah Hickman's in this movie. Uh, a lot of really great musicians. And it's just really charming and funny, and and I like it a lot. And so uh, it is going for some of the same targets as Christmas with the Cranks, but I think uh, delivering it in a, in a much more successful way. Angels Sing, um, and it is currently available for rent on Amazon and Apple TV and
0: YouTube and all those places. It's a bit more tasteful. Uh, You might say, uh, (laughs) I think that's a perfect recommendation, Alonzo. Uh, That's the one go, go with that one. (laughs) I was going to do something stupid like Christmas next door or something, but uh, that's way way better. That's way better. Um, All right. This is the part of the show where I will mute mute my headphones and you will let everybody know what to watch uh, next week. Okay.
1: Uh, next week we will have ourselves a merry little christmas cuz we're going to be talking about 1944's meet me in st louis starring judy garland directed by
0: vincent manelli man okay. what a what a uh, i don't know it's very I, being on this side of it it's very uh, suspenseful like uh, <laughs> I feel like i'm uh,
1: i know you're you're in the soundproof booth on a i know
0: I, know I know uh, the password is <laughs> oh uh I can't wait for it. I can't wait. We'll be back next Monday with another one. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, more Dyke the Hallmark goodies. And um, be sure to listen to Alonzo's other shows, Linoleum Knife, Breakfast All Day. Why not? If you want more Alonzo in your life, why wouldn't you? Uh, Go check check those out. Uh, And we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody.